This is because I want to. Hello, and welcome back to Because I Want To, where we talk about whatever it is we want to. I'm Sarah. I'm Lindsay. And welcome back. You know what I was thinking? You should do that part of the intro sometimes. <laughs> I always do it. I'm kind of comfortable with the routine we've set up, though. I know. It's just so natural at this point. This is our, what, like, 22nd episode? Yeah. I think you do a good job in why change something that's working so flawlessly. All right. All right. (laughs) If I did it, it'd be like, welcome back. (laughs) I like that. I think it sounds great. I'm here for that. Maybe we'll switch it up. If you get tired of doing it, I can do it. All right. Well, we'll live in the moment, as they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how's life? Well, last night I had to drive myself to the emergency room because I sliced off part of my finger. <laughs> can I just say when I got, I got your Snapchat about that, you so just fucking blase said that at the end of whatever it was you were talking about and i was like wait what <laughs> oh my so god so what what happened all right y'all use proper knife technique because i was just chopping up stuff making dinner and i just wasn't paying attention and i was stupid and i just sliced off like my left pointer finger like the corner of it that really like stresses me out and as soon as it happened i was i thought the knife had just like glanced off my nail i've done that before but then i looked down i was like nope that's sliced off my nail so like that's gonna be an issue they like glue it shut because i don't think you could really stitch that you can't well (laughs) i called brock and he was at work and i was like what do i do Did you have to go to his hospital? No, he works like an hour away. So he was like, (laughs) I showed him my finger and then I showed him the little part of my finger that was stuck to the knife. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. And I drove... It's like five or ten minutes to the emergency room. And I put the little sliver of my finger in a bag with some ice. Oh, my God. Like on Friends when Chandler (laughs) cut off his toe. Because I've heard that's what you're supposed to do. And I told the triage nurse, I was like, I brought the tiny little bit of my finger with me. And she, like, laughed because it's, I mean, it's so little, you know. (laughs) So what did they do? They basically... um, they just took me back and they had to put something on it to make it stop bleeding because I was mm-hmm. waiting for like 20 minutes and it was just bleeding like the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the um, it was like a nurse practitioner I saw. He was like, the, the, I told him I was making dinner and he was like, oh, so you got some extra spice in there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little seasoning. And he was like, the thing about these, like, wounds is that they just like to ooze. So we just have to stop the bleeding. (laughs) Why? Why refer to it that way? I hate that. So they literally just, like, put something on it to, to, like, stop the bleeding. And they made me wait to make sure it wasn't, like, bleeding through. And then they just wrapped it up and sent me home. And it's been wrapped up. 
I'm going to have to take this off soon. And I'm scared to look at it. I'm scared that it's worse than I think it is. You're going to have like a little nubbin on your finger. Because it was like, I would say like a quarter of my nail. And then like the (sighs) tissue like underneath your nail. Uh, And then like the uh, side part of the finger. (laughs) I don't know why. As someone who like worked at a vet's office and has like literally seen a dog inside out. Like, (laughs) uh, uh. man. But well, if you ever do it again, cornstarch stops bleeding. I did not know that. That's my fact for today. Oh my god! But I do have a picture of the tiny little piece I cut off. If you want me to send it to you, yeah, I do. My <laughs> question is that, of course, I do. It's kind of gross, just because it's like clearly distinguishable as part of a finger because there's a nail on it. I'm like offended you didn't send it to me yesterday. <laughs> All right, everyone, I'll put it on our Instagram. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> With a trigger warning. <laughs> Can you trigger warning Instagram, though? Because it's just like, oh, oh, there it is. You'd have to, like, I think, upload, like, a blank picture being, like, trigger warning before you scroll to the next one. <laughs> I remember to update our Instagram last week. Aren't you proud of me? I am. And I saw and I actually really liked the picture that you chose. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good one. It was like thought provoking for death. Thank you. Actual I wish art. I could say I put a lot of thought into it, but I did not. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I thought it looked good. Man, well, finger cutting off aside. How are things? (laughs) I mean, that's been kind of the, like, notable part of my week. I was working from home the rest of the week because our weather here is really bad and we're getting a storm tonight. So if I was going to, like, chop off part of my finger, I'm glad it was last night. Like, not tonight or tomorrow night. (laughs) It's been, like, really cold where you are. Yeah. Like, it's cold here, but it's not that cold. It's like, well, when I was out... Today in the afternoon, it was like 15 degrees, which I went into Walmart to get some supplies and people like here don't wear coats. People are weird. I mean, I say this (laughs) as a person who definitely went to my mailbox today and it's like icing outside. Like it's like raining ice in shorts, a shirt and slippers. (laughs) Just like rolled up to my mailbox, but I definitely wouldn't go to like Walmart like that. I mean, yeah, like I don't know what it is. I went, I was wearing like my snow boots, my winter coat, a scarf, and there are people with just like hoodies on, and it was cold as fuck. Yeah, that's like when I see men out who are like shoveling in shorts and a t shirt and a hat, and I'm like, what are you doing? I was talking about this with Brock the other day. Like, I don't understand why boys, like, don't wear coats. And then they're like, I'm not cold. And I'm like, yes, you are. Like, (laughs) Like, don't lie. Do they think you're less of a man if you wear a coat? Oh, my God. Is that, like, that's the worst example of toxic masculinity (laughs) if I've ever heard one. Like, can't admit you're cold. I saw a post on Reddit one time that was asking... What's something that you've heard is gay that you didn't think was like, quote, gay before? And the one of them was like, if you have an umbrella, if you use an umbrella, that's gay. What the? 
<laughs> this is like men who don't wash their buttholes because they think it makes them gay. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what? <laughs> Having a clean butthole is gay? Okay. Like, why would walking out in the rain and getting wet be <laughs> make you less gay? <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I think humanity has made a lot of leaps forward, and then I hear that, and I'm like, no, we, we still stupid. Um, what's new with you? Do you still have all your appendages? Yeah, I'm, I'm fully appendaged. Mm -hmm. Everything's attached. Um, (laughs) you know, it's all right. I had a day off this week because of snow, which is super nice. Mm -hmm. Um, but otherwise, you know, our, again, I don't want to publicly lambast the people i work for too much do it but um our board of ed voted that we should just go back in person all together with no social distancing really yeah nope they said no social distancing yeah man they have to send a plan to the state to get it approved because you could not social distance with this plan oh my god like it would have to be like kids are like Three feet apart, not six feet. Oh, my God. So I'm just, you know, whatever. What about... Even though none of the counties around us that touch us have even gone back yet. It looks like it's heading that way, though. Like, I agree that we should be in person. Like, I think it's fine. But do I think I should be responsible for having, like, 25 kids in front of me and then having also the kids on the computer... No, I'm sorry. I can't because right now it's not really as much of an issue because I don't really have behavior problems because there's so few kids in my classroom. Mm -hmm. So like it's very manageable. If I have 25 kids in my class, I have to be able to walk around like that is behavior management and I have to be able to like interact in that way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'll just, you know, end up being the bitch teacher, which I'm cool with. It's just another example of teachers being told to deal with more things they shouldn't have to deal with. It's very, yeah. 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 So. It makes you feel, well, it would make me feel very angry and unappreciated. It just made me feel like, like I'm like watching this meeting of these people. One of them was a teacher. Nobody else was. Who've like never been in a classroom making decisions about things that they know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's very clear to me from your conversation that you're having right now that you don't know how school works and you don't know what the inside of a classroom looks like. And I wish you'd stop talking. Yeah, that and they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about yeah. whatever, like the parents or the politics. Yeah, and our superintendent just looks so defeated. Yeah. Like, I was watching him in that meeting, and he just kept sighing and putting his head down. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I had a dream last night that he quit. This is a bad time. <laughs> it just time. came back to me that I had a dream last night that he quit. This is a bad time to be a superintendent. I feel like you really can't win. Like, no matter what you do, either teachers will be pissed or parents will be pissed. Yeah, I don't know. It's been, like, a whole thing. <sighs> yeah. So it's looking like you are going back to just complete normal school. I mean, I'll still have kids who are all like online only, 
so people can pick what they want to do. Do you know or have a sense of like how many people would pick to send their kids to school versus keep them at home? Most of mine would come. Yeah. Most of mine come now. Like and they're slowly returning. Parents are like at the point where they probably want their kids back. The only ones who are staying home are the ones who are like being fully capable at home. Yeah. I have a few who are like killing it or who have like serious health issues. Yeah. Legit, like just can't get COVID. So like and obviously because it's just how it is, all the ones who are doing really well at home are girls. That makes sense. Girls are just more, you know, mature than boys when they're in Mm -hmm. eighth grade. Yep. So. I mean. I don't know. It's fine. I'll be vaccinated. Whatever. When are you getting your vac? Or wait, you already got it, didn't you? I got the first round. Yep. So I get the second round on the 24th. Yay. Yeah. It'll be interesting because, like, we've had a lot of people having, like, really intense reactions to it and having to, like, take the next day off work. And I just got, like, scheduled for an IEP in the next day. So I was like, well, we'll see. <laughs> Did you have any kind of reaction to the first one? I, so, a lot of it, I think, was in my head because you know how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my arms went, like, numb for a while. Like, were, like, really cold and numb, which was interesting because everybody else was texting me. was like, oh, my God, my arm hurts so much. I was like, I can't feel mine. Um, <laughs> oh my and God. I got really, I got really <laughs> tired. Um, so I, like, slept the whole afternoon, and then, like, I was really nauseous the next day in the morning, but by the afternoon, I was fine. Like, my arm hurt, but it didn't hurt as much, I think, as everybody else's did. Yeah, Brock definitely felt flu, fluish for a couple days. So we'll see. I mean, if I can't go to work, oh, so upset. I don't know when I'm getting mine. I've just been assigned to phase three, and I've not heard anything else. Yeah, they sent the email out to like <laughs> sign up for like the second round. So it's been really competitive, right? Cause we're getting ours through the school system. Uh-huh. So it's been super competitive. Like they send the email out and it's first come first serve. So I got in like the first round of shots. Cause I just happened to like be at my computer when the email came out, <sighs> but my email to sign up for the second round came at nine o'clock at night. Mm. And I was like, what the hell? And so I got like a panicked text from, like, the other two teachers in the eighth grade who got it the same day I did. We're like, oh, my God, check your email. And I'm a fucking idiot. And I put my personal email on the last vaccine sign up. So mm-hmm. it went to that email and not my school email. So I'm, like, sitting in my school email. And I'm like, I didn't get the email, y'all. Uh, and, but yeah, it's fine. I got I got signed up. It's all good. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a touch and go there for about, like, 20 minutes. Well, that's good. You're getting vaccinated and there's really not too much left of the school year. We're like mid-February Which is insane. Insane. I'm in the third quarter. Yeah. And the third quarter will basically be over when the kids come – by the time all the kids come back. I know. I kind of feel like at this point you might as well just finish off the year the way you've been doing it. It's crazy. And we're still, for some reason, giving state tests – that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I know. As somebody who helped write the state test, I can tell you it's the dumbest thing. Like, what's going to happen? You're going to make all these kids take They're this fail test. It. And when slash if they do badly, you're going to say, oh, it doesn't matter. So, like, what's the point of having them take it? There isn't one. And for some reason in Maryland now, eighth graders get tested in every single subject. So they have to take four. 
That's a lot of testing. And I'm like, how? And they're going to have to be in person to do it. That's like a lot of pressure, too, for these kids, you know? It's so dumb. I'm like, and the social studies one is content-based. And I'm like, I can barely remember all of this shit for an entire year. And that's only because I've been teaching it for so long. Yeah. It's not fair. No. Our whole, like, our whole system is, like, fucked up. But it's been that way for a long time. Like, I feel so awful when kids are like, how do you remember all of this? And I'm like, because I've been teaching it for so long, guys. And when you teach things, you just, you remember them. Because it's literally your job. So Yeah, like, I tell you what, they don't remember anything. I can tell you that. No, I don't remember anything from middle school. Literally nothing. I remember really random things. Like, I remember (laughs) in seventh grade, I did a project on the whooping crane. Oh, um, I did one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember dissecting a pig heart in the seventh grade. I remember books I read because I those are just things I remember. Uh huh. Like I remember reading The Blue Sword by Robin McKinley because we were supposed to do like literature circles, and me and one other kid, his name was Tim. I'm sure you know which Tim I'm talking about. Probably. Um, picked the same book and we're the only ones who picked it and so she told us we couldn't there wasn't enough people so we had to read something else <laughs> and in retribution i stole the book <laughs> i still have it um yeah i don't know that's the stuff i remember from middle school yeah i remember learning about like the aztecs and the mayans and human sacrifice and the mayans thought that the world rested on the back of a big turtle Yeah, like, I don't really remember anything I learned, although I guess you can say it's not, like, the content, it's the actual, like, going through it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, just your brain, you know, growing. At least now, it's much more, like, analytical, which I think is good. Like, it teaches analysis skills, not so much, like, do I care if they memorize the content? Like, I do everything open note now. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I just I can't, it's more like, can you look at the information and apply it versus can you memorize it? Because at the end of the day, you can just look it up. That's the way it should be. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, should we jump into our topic for this week? We should. This week we're talking about alternate dimensions. Yeah, man. We're continuing on with our conversation of last week. And can I just say these might be, I'll show them to you, some of the most anal notes. Oh, my God. You hand wrote (laughs) notes? How many pages of notes? Um, just like three. (laughs) (laughs) Just like three. And you highlighted some of them. Yeah, just like three notes, three pages of notes. Here's the thing. Like, I started reading about this and then, like, realized how much I don't understand science. So I was, like, writing down some of these things and I was like, I don't know what that is. And so I, like, fell down a hole where I was trying to figure out what these things were. I watched an entire 30-minute TED Talk. I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Hit me with the science. Okay. So the first thing I learned is that parallel universes are different than like the multiverse. So what we're really talking about is the multiverse. The idea that there are multiple universes. Okay. So a parallel universe would be one that runs side by side with ours and is like identical except for like, you know, a couple things. Uh-huh. That's different. Than like the multiverse. 
But like the parallel universe is contained within the multiverse. Yes, like a parallel universe is a theory within the multiverse. So, okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got most of my information from space.com and a 2018 article by Elizabeth Howell. Um, It was laid out very nicely. Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, and we then love I'll just her. we do we love Elizabeth, <laughs> um, and then we'll jump into like other things because I had to like look up secondary things as well. <laughs> okay, okay. So the first thing <laughs> I feel like you're giving a like report, like a book report. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how this is like. You're like organized. Webster's Dictionary defines a universe as <laughs> okay. So the first thing that you have to understand. Is that, like, our observations of the universe are pretty limited because the universe is curved, and so it's kind of like the fishbowl effect. (gasps) Oh, my God. I read about that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you can't see, like, outside of it. So that's why everything is, like, theoretical, right? Because we can't see outside of our own universe because of its shape. Which, can I interrupt real quick? Yes, absolutely. If we're in a fishbowl, do you think people or something's looking at us inside Like the men in black bowl? style? Yes. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Like maybe it's that cosmic goo you were talking about. Oh my God, the sentient goo? Yeah. We're <laughs> just right. chilling in it. <laughs> All right, continue. All right. So there are like five major theories of like the multiverse. And then there's another one kind of like to an aside about like higher dimensions, which I'll get into. Okay, so, like, the first one is that there are infinite universes. Like, they go on and on and on and on and on. So, because of the theorized shape of space-time and <laughs> space-time, what's that? Let me tell you space-time uh, You're reading my mind. <laughs> Don't worry. I looked it up. Okay. So, I looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Because I was also like, what space time? <laughs> so those things you okay. hear about, but well, I don't know. Yeah. So the Wikipedia definition of like space time is any mathematical model which fuses the three dimensions of space and the one dimension of time together. So like okay. if you're describing a point in space, right, you describe it from three directions. I had to look at a picture for this. So think of like a cube, right? Uh-huh. And like the corner of a cube. You would describe it by its length, its width, and its height, right? To mm-hmm. get the location of that cube. That's how, like, space is. So where you're describing something in space, you're describing it from, like, three dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to incorporate the concept of time into that, and then you get space-time. Okay. So, like, that point is different depending on mm-hmm. where in time you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because the universe is, like, moving, right? So if space-time is flat, right, and it goes on forever, that means that particles in that space-time are continually combining in different ways. And if in theory they can combine an infinite amount of, like, ways, then you can have infinite universes, basically. Um, And then, however, because there are some, like, obvious limitations in combinations, you might get identical universes – Really? Or universe? Yeah. Like, I've never heard would, of that. Well, I guess it's kind of like if you see somebody who looks almost exactly like you because DNA can only combine in so many ways. 
Oh my god, doppelgangers. Yeah, like a doppelganger <laughs> universe. So you might get ones that are like identical or you might get ones that are like really similar but just with like a slight difference. I find that really funny. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first one, like infinite universes, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So the second one are bubble universes. Um, and I had to look up some secondary stuff about this because I was confused. Um, but this is this idea is based on the research of Alexander Vilkin. Um, and basically, okay, so like the Big Bang happened, right? Right. And energy exploded out from that point. Bean is really interrupting my really <laughs> thoughtful explanation of Hold on. bubble I'm universes. Sorry. Right I'm now. sorry, he's like interrupting your momentum. God, God, <laughs> come, here. come here, come sit up with me. Okay, all right, continue. Okay, so the Big Bang happens, right? And the universe is expanding from this energy that has been expended. Okay. In the bubble universe theory, uh, universes are expanding at different rates. So some of them are expanding really fast. Some of them are expanding slower. Maybe some of them aren't really expanding at all. Um, And so the universes are growing at different rates. And then they're kind of all like bubbled up next to each other in -hmm. different places in space. And then I read about it further. Hang on, let me go to a different part of my notes. Um, and basically this, I was reading an interview with like Paul Halpern on PBS from 2012 and he was talking about it and he basically said like universes are different ages because of like this expansion of energy and whatever. And then he also went on with the idea that universes could be seeded from the conditions inside of a black hole. So like he referred to it as some embryonic regions of space are like still birthing universes so like yes our universe is x billion years old but you might have one across space time that's only like a billion years old okay question like Mm -hmm. the big bang Mm -hmm. started our universe did the big bang start everything for all universes or just so i think that's part of the question is like was there just the one big bang were there multiple big bangs are they happening at different times in different places happened yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i mean what i really got out of this is like yeah we kind of know but at the same time we have absolutely no fucking idea i mean there's no way Um, we can really know i don't think yeah so Third theory, and I think this is the one that most people think of, is daughter universes, is what they called it, which is basically like butterfly effect, um, where like you make a choice, right? And based on that choice, different universes sprout mm-hmm. off from that. I read the like science behind this theory, and it made sense to me. Basically, like hmm. molecules divide in a certain way, and they go this way and that way. Um, so yeah, I think that one is the one most people are familiar with and i guess that one's most deeply rooted in quantum mechanics as opposed to other things oh the old schrodinger's cat thing yes so then there are mathematical universes which are based on the theory that like mathematical structure and how math works is different in different universes what how yeah, which here's my thing like I think that could be a thing. 
Like, because our math is so reliant on, like, how our universe is built, right? And how it's built up. But if your universe builds up differently, your math will build up differently. Well, it's weird to think. Well, and when I was looking up stuff for us doing this, I looked up, I guess, NASA discovered a universe where, like, physics runs backwards and time runs backwards. And I just, like, can't conceive of that. Yeah. Because, like, if you're building up differently, it makes sense that... I mean, math is a way to express the core parts of our universe, right? Yeah, but, So if your core parts are different, your math will be different. But does that mean, like, for us, an object, you know, like... What is it is that's in motion, keeps going mm-hmm. in motion or whatever. That Maybe doesn't it doesn't apply. Yeah. So like, like that's a law of our universe, but what if it's not a law of somebody else's? So like things will just, you know, theoretically in another universe just speed up and slow down like randomly. Mm-hmm. So I was reading, what was I reading? And it was talking about like gravitons. What is which that? Is like, yeah, it sounds made <laughs> up, right? And it was talking about that and how that deals with, like, gravity and how gravity plays into all of this. I got really confused, so I think I stopped reading that section. I was like, (laughs) I don't understand. That's a little above my pay grade, which is nothing. So very (laughs) high above my pay grade. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I think theoretically, yes, it would be different. To be one of those people that, like, studies this must be kind of lonely like how can you ever talk about what you do with anyone no one would ever understand yeah yeah so anyway do we think that these parallel universes a are a thing and b we can accidentally slip into them or c maybe not accidentally is something else like influencing it so didn't really i didn't read too much into like how you might cross into one or whatever It did kind of talk about that when I was reading about, like, higher dimensions. Um, But this was more just, like, they exist. I think when we talk about crossing over, that might be less science and more, like, a discussion of consciousness, which I don't know that is combined Mm. enough with science often. Um, But we can talk about that. Okay. So the last one that this article talked about was parallel universes, which is, I think, what we were thinking Mm -hmm. of, which I think is very similar Uh, to a daughter universe so a daughter universe is more based off like your own personal actions and like what that does whereas a parallel universe is more connected to the idea i was talking before about these limited combinations of particles and how they can only come together so many certain ways so it still relies on the idea that space-time is flat but because these possible particle combinations are limited to 10 to the 10 to the 122nd that sometimes shit has to repeat That's not Mm -hmm. what the article says. That's my own summary. Mm -hmm. Um, So some might be exactly the same. Some might be just like minorly different. But because particles can only come together so many ways, it it can't be just like infinite, infinite. There are limitations. Mm -hmm. So those are like the five theories that this article talked about. I mean, Um, do those theories like, can you believe in the bubble universe, but also believe in the like parallel universe? So I think it's not like you're not limited to one or the other. And Uh also I'll talk about this, but like the way the math plays into this is questionable. Um, I'll get into it. Oh, 
I really researched, friend. I really I did. So, this is <laughs> when you texted me earlier and you're like, I'll cover the science. I was like, yes. <laughs> I'll well, cover the anecdotes. <laughs> so, my friend is here and she was doing her like grad school work. So, I was like, I feel like I should do something constructive while she does this. So, I like wrote to my pen pal and then I needed to do something. So, I did this. I'm just imagining you like that meme from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where I think Charlie has all the like documents on the wall with the strings like connecting them, and he looks like crazy trying to explain I'm, the connections. I'm going to talk about string theory. Don't worry. <laughs> Ooh, all right. <laughs> I watched a whole video to try and understand it. I still don't really, but it's okay. All right. So there are some arguments against the multiverse, right? Okay. So this was from a guy named Ethan Siegel. He's an astrophysicist. And he said, yes, space-time could theoretically go on forever, like be infinite. Um, But he said the age of the universe is not infinite. Like our universe has an age. So he said we're at, you know, 14 roughly billion years old, we think. So we're not an infinite universe. Space-time might be, but we're not. Mm-hmm. so he said that really limits the like number of possibilities of parallel or multiverses that you could have because of the age of the universe. Um, he also said that after the Big Bang, particles slowed down a lot. And so multiverses would have to have different rates of inflation. This term came up a lot, inflation, hmm. which I took to mean like the expansion of the like universes, the, mm-hmm. how they inflate. Um so he said that also limits a lot of possibilities. Basically, he said, like, there are too many variables that have to play into it happening for it to happen. Okay. Essentially. I don't know how much I believed him, but I did like what he said about, like, how you should think of it. He was like, multiverses, not having them is, like, sad, but maybe think of it as an idea to celebrate, like, you are super unique. Mm-hmm. And, like, you are, like... That's it. So don't more like think in your head, oh, and this, what had happened if I had made this choice? I'm sure it's happening elsewhere. Like, no, make the choice because mm-hmm. this is it. Um, so that was interesting. I don't know if I believed him, but I think I thought it was interesting. Um, so then there was this guy named Brian Green. He came up a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, he, it seems like, is the multiverse guy. Um, So he's a physicist, and I watched a TED Talk with him. I read an interview he did with NPR. Um, So basically, it seems like if we're talking about the math, the issue in science is that there's no grand unifying theory of the universe, right? Like, we look at it from lots of different aspects, and there's nothing that brings it all together. So you have, like, Einstein's theory of relativity. You have quantum mechanics, but a lot of times they fight each other, and they contradict each other. Um, so a lot of things that physicists work on is trying to come up with this unifying theory of all of these ideas, like bring them all together. So one of the proposed ways of doing that is string theory, right? So string theory is this idea of that if you go to the smallest small you can go, um, like the smallest molecule within that, there are like a quark. I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just wrote down the smallest small. <laughs> yeah. 
within that you have one dimensional objects that are called strings basically mm. and they vibrate at like little different frequencies um and how they like interact with each other i guess and the patterns they produce form different particles and that's like how we get these different particles and so like based on the behavior of these strings they think that's how they can connect all of these other ideas what's like making the vibration that's just like how they are fuck if i know friend okay fuck if i know i watched an entire video and that's what i got out of it It was 30 minutes long and i wrote (laughs) down a sentence like that's what i got out of it um but yeah, he did a t- his TED talk was really interesting if you want to watch it. Um, hmm. But basically, yeah, he was very much of the string theory. I know not everybody subscribes to string theory. Like I know some physicists are not about that. Um, but yeah, basically, the idea is that we need to find some way to connect all of these mathematical principles in a way that makes sense to really say if there is a multiverse or not. Hmm. The prevailing ideas seem to be that there is rather than there isn't but who knows i mean it i feel like it makes sense just because you know people always say why would we think we're the only planet with life on it in the universe Mm -hmm. like why would we think we're the only universe or the only dimension with life Mm -hmm. on it you know well dimensions so then i did briefly read about higher dimensions i was capping out here i'd been reading for about this an hour is a at this lot, point. yeah for like so, a saturday <laughs> yeah um so then there's the idea of higher dimensions right so this would be beyond these three dimensions of space that we're talking about like in an unseen dimension mm-hmm. that we can't personally perceive um and that that would play into like string theory like that there are levels that we just can't perceive Um, And it was talking about it's possible that maybe we can't see it because, like, matter and light and things cling to our universe, not these higher dimensions. And the things that do exist in these higher dimensions, just we are not capable of perceiving them or seeing them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. That's what I learned on this Saturday, my friend. Well, and when you think about it, like, we didn't even have – physics or calculus until the 1600s that was we've come a long way 400 years ago it's not that long yeah do you ever think about the fact i think about this sometimes like you know inventions today are driven so much of sci-fi of the past Mm -hmm. like somebody imagined it 300 years ago and since then man has been trying to make it how much of like what we think about the universe and what we look for is influenced by people of the past you know Oh, yeah. I love that. Like with H.G. Wells and how he wrote about basically, I think, like the atom bomb before it happened Mm -hmm. and like a bunch of other things. And when you even read it, like Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card, which was written in the 80s, they have like the internet in that book Mm -hmm. and virtual gaming, basically. (laughs) So like how much of what scientists look for in higher dimensions or things like that is influenced by, you know, people – trying to explain things a thousand years ago and not being able to. Yeah, just people imagining what could be. And then you take yeah. that and kind of run with it. I know. It's an interesting thought. It's super interesting. And we didn't even have a picture of the dark side of the moon until like, what, 70 years ago? 
Yeah, man. Sometimes I get really freaked out about the fact that there are other planets just chilling out there. Yeah, and we, I mean, we've put rovers on Mars, but that's the closest we've gotten. I saw some pictures of Mars today from the Chinese, like, I don't know if it was a rover or a satellite, but they have something Hmm. up there right now. Interesting. So tell me your anecdotes, now that I've sized us up. (laughs) So... There are people who think that they've either crossed into other like universes or dimensions and come back or people who come here and they're stuck here from other ones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I found some cool stories from this BuzzFeed article that's called Nine Eerie Stories of People Who May Have Experienced a Parallel Universe. And this one is the universe in which the Beatles never broke up. Yo, I've heard about this. (laughs) So I Googled this a few weeks ago. And did you listen? Yeah. To the... Okay, continue on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there was this dude in 2009 who was driving somewhere and he had his dog and he let his dog out of the car. They like stopped so his dog could pee. And he says that he was running after his dog and he got caught in a rabbit hole and fell and hit his head. Mm -hmm. And when he came to, he was in a house where there were no houses around. And there was a man there who said he was basically an interdimensional traveler because Mm -hmm. in his universe, like, they're allowed to do that. Like, people can go travel to other universes. So... They start talking about, like, their different universes, and this mystery man says, oh, yeah, the Beatles are, like, still together, like, in my universe. Like, my brother just went to one of their concerts, and this dude who fell and hit his head was like, what? And he, I don't know why, for some reason, this, like, mystery man had albums on cassette tapes, which doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, who knows? But for some reason in his universe where they have these machines where you can travel to different Mm -hmm. dimensions, he had cassette tapes. And on this one cassette tape is an album that the Beatles did, like, that we don't have. So this person from our world stole this tape and eventually made it back to our world. And he has this these recordings on this website called thebeatlesneverbrokeup.com. So you can go and you can listen to it. <laughs> so I only listened to like a snippet. Did you listen to like a lot of it? I listened to the beginnings of most of the songs. And um, several of them had like samples of other Beatles songs in them. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one I listened to had vocals from Man on the Run. Another one had vocals from the John Lennon song, like, the wheel, watching the wheels go round and round. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I feel like the Beatles were so innovative. I don't know mm-hmm. that they would release an album that's, like, sampling a bunch of what they've already done. Yeah. Was kind of or my like- thought on it. Yeah. In that universe, maybe they'd not done those things. I don't know. But yeah, that one I found suspicious. I mean, the songs were really catchy, but when I was listening to them, I was thinking like, this sounds like the Beatles, someone trying to sound like the Beatles in the 80s. Like, it doesn't sound (laughs) like the Beatles being themselves, which I don't know. 
Okay. I'm down for that. Which, again, in the other universe, maybe things were different, but there were literally, like, like I said, vocals from, and I don't know they're, like, individual albums well enough to really say, but it sounded like someone kind of putting together things from different songs. All right. I'll trust your judgment. What did you think when you heard your snippet? I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like, I don't know. That I was strange that I'd never heard of that before. Like, heard of it before. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like if it were really the Beatles, it would sound like someone not trying to sound like the Beatles. They would sound different. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we going to call no-go on it then? Yeah, I find that one a little bit weird, especially with the, like, tripping in a rabbit hole. <laughs> All right. We officially do not believe. Next okay. one. What about this one? The dude who showed up at Tokyo International Airport with a passport from a country that doesn't exist called Torred. I don't like that. Okay. So in this BuzzFeed article, it says, allegedly... This man told customs he was in Japan for business and had legitimate visa stamps, currency from multiple European countries, checks from an unknown bank, and a driver's license issued in Torred. He was sent to a hotel where, while things were sorted out, and while two immigration officers stood outside of his hotel door, but when they went to check on him in the morning, he'd vanished. How stressful would it be for you if you went to the airport and you, like, didn't know you crossed over and you're like, yo, I have a flight to, you know, Hong Kong. And they're like, let me see your passport. And you show it to them. They're like, what the fuck is this? Like, I can't imagine how upsetting that would be. This, like, links to another article where they say that – there is an actual country called Andorra on the border between France and Spain. And they're like, mm-hmm. is this where you're from? And he was like, no. But there's no documentation really proving this. Although I don't know that they necessarily would document it. Man. I mean, I feel like that's just like kind of like this odd thing happened enough that I'm like, all right. It's definitely weird. But it doesn't make any, like, huge grand claims, you know? Like, it's just, like, a weird thing. So I'm like, I think I could get down with that. I'm trying to look at, like, when this supposedly happened. Oh, 1954? Oh, damn. Okay. How stressful to be that man. So there's that dude. Okay. This is another story I've actually heard about before. Um... The green-skinned children who simply just appeared. Back in the 12th century, two children, a brother and sister, allegedly popped up in the village of Woolpit in Suffolk, Suffolk? Suffolk? Suffolk, I think. Suffolk, England. Both had greenish-colored skin, spoke an unknown language, wore bizarre clothing, and initially refused to eat any food other than raw beans a weird food to be like that's what i need <laughs> robbie oh so crunchy <laughs> they were taken in cared for and eventually they adapted developing a taste for food and losing the green hue in their skin shortly after the boy became sick and died 
Um, but after learning to speak English, the girl explained that she and her brother were from a place where the sun didn't shine bright and it was perpetually twilight. And that she and her brother were there herding cattle and they heard a loud noise and they were suddenly in this new place. And she eventually grew up and married and integrated, but they never really figured out where they came from. I mean, if they were from the 12th century, man, people have just been like, are you from across the ocean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> strange. It reminds me of the, like, frog children from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Mara. Mira. What's her name? Mira. Mara. And what's his face? <laughs> the boy. I know. And he was, like, more important in the story. Um, it makes me think of, like, stories of feral children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, when I was reading these stories, I was reminded a lot about the fae that we talked about mm-hmm. with the, like, people who are walking in the woods and then they, like, end up on this weird path in this weird place. Dimension hopping. Could it be connected? I don't know. I is, think it is. Is the Yeti so- involved? I think yes. I think so much can be explained, right, of, like, the idea of your universe just, like, rubbing up against another one and mm-hmm. it just being seeping through it also reminded me a lot about like ghost stories where you're just like mm-hmm. what is this i really think we've solved it friend i think everything can be explained <laughs> by seeping of universes i mean makes sense i just wonder like how and when people cross over i don't know I don't know that we'll ever know that, but I think we've solved it. And I believe this story of these children because I want to, because it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Um, let's see. Well, I saved a story on Reddit. There's this Reddit called Parallel Universe, which is like Love really it. interesting. And this person posted saying that they're – oops, where'd it go? Oh, my God. Okay. They said, (laughs) my dream world is more real than reality. And they basically say that when they go to sleep, they're always going into the same place. And that time is, like, continuous there. And so they'll go into this world, and their dream will feel like it lasts, like, months. And there's certain things, like, movies that happen in this dream world that are consistent, um, like, people that they know, and that it doesn't feel like a fake dream world. Maybe she lives in the other world, and she's just crossing over into ours. Right? It makes you wonder. She says, Mm -hmm. for example, there's a movie series in my dreams called Ripping Through the Shadows, and it's on its fifth installment. Whenever a new installment comes out, usually once I'll go see it in theaters. And it sounds really scary. Someone asked, like, what is this series about? And she said that it's a horror franchise, and each movie begins with a happy family moving into a same house, and it looks normal. But then the family is inevitably torn apart by internal conflict. The family becomes aggressive. One member seeks help from outside sources, but then a monster will rip through reality with an effect almost like burnt film. 
Oh my god, that's like so specific. And then the movie usually ends with the terrified protagonist warning the now extremely mentally ill family before the monster rips into their house and it cuts to black. That's very specific. I hate that. I hate the idea that you sleep and you go into this like other world that where everything's consistent and you are there for what feels like months. It is weird that, like, we know – we could do a whole episode about this, but, like, we know very little about, like, sleep. Mm-hmm. And, like, why we sleep and why people go crazy when they don't sleep. And, like, all of these things. Yeah, like – We just don't know. What if, like, when you do sleep, some people do have that ability to cross over into that world? It's like astral projecting. I kind of think it is a thing. I think oh, some yeah. people can do it. I think it's a thing for sure. So if that's a thing, then why can't you just astral project into another universe? I mean, with that's what I'm saying. Like, the consciousness versus the science of it all is just not. With um, astral projecting, there's too many stories of people knowing things they couldn't have known. Like, either they were brain dead mm-hmm. or their heart had stopped beating. We should try it. How? I don't know why I'm whispering creepy. I don't know. I'm sure it's a YouTube video. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> what if you Just can't like get back into your body? To... See, that's the thing. What if we did it and we tried to like meet up? How funny would that be? <laughs> be like, Please, can we? Hey. <laughs> be like, we'll just meet up and we'll hang out oh and then we'll God. see if we both remember it the next day. Can we go to Pub Dog? I miss Pub Dog. <laughs> oh my God. Pub Dog. <laughs> Good times at Pub Dog. We'll learn to astral project and then we'll hang out there as ghosts. Oh my god, yes. I'm determined that we're going to do this. I'll look up how to do it. I'm sure there's information out there. I imagine it runs along the same lines as how you lucid dream. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Which I utterly failed at and you succeeded at. So maybe you'll just astral project and come visit me i mean i kind of like stopped though i we i stopped reading our book our witch book oh me too <laughs> we haven't talked about it in a while <laughs> our book club it was too much we got like too much. halfway through and it didn't really hook me in so no i don't think either of us jived with it and let me just say i threw my intention out there and i did not receive it back so well and I haven't thought about it for a while. Maybe it takes some time. If it does, then you can just update. But yeah, mine hasn't either. So. Man. Well, I think we should look more into astral projecting. I think that's the next step up. Astral projecting and sleep whatever shenanigans. Yeah. Like, what is sleep? <laughs> what even is sleep? <laughs> It's so weird that, like, for a quarter of our lives, we just shut down and, like, imagine shit. It is really weird. Brains are weird. It's so strange. And the fact that you legit go crazy if you don't do it. You start hallucinating. Yeah, like, you can die. Your brain needs it. Even though it's not even like your brain turns off. Like, it just has a grand old fucking time making up shit. Oh, I know that my brain is running through scenarios. Like, if I wake up while I'm, like, dreaming or something, it's like, like, I dream about work stuff all the time. 
Mm-hmm. I actually don't dream about work very much. Really? I dream. I did last night, but not like my job. I just dreamed about like things around my work, but normally I don't. Oh my God. I dream about like our learning management system. And like, I think my brain's just always trying no. to like troubleshoot. Got you. Mine's like very abstract. <laughs> it's all over the place. Your brain's like, figure it out. Whatever. <laughs> figure out this symbol. I don't know. <laughs> So you're in the clouds. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it was interesting. I'm so educated. I feel like I understand science more than I ever did. Let us know what you think about all these universes. And can we cross over on purpose, accidentally? Like, what's going on? What's happening? We want to know. We want to know these things. Yeah. And I guess next week we're going to talk about, like, prominent black Americans yeah. from history. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do a little Black History Month celebration. So we're going to do that next month. Next week. Not next month. That wouldn't be it anymore. <laughs> next week. <laughs> Otherwise, thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah. Do all the things. Please do. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.